You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud face said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by the four-time Wyman-nominated Six Weddings and Four Funerals, the delightfully dark romantic comedy story of the reign of Megor the Cruel, as told by the wives who survived him. Dun-dun-dun. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 74, Fire and Blood, Annie's the First and Megor the Cruel. I'm Jenny. I'm Rachel. All right, um... First, I want to start off with some news, because every time we podcast, there seems to be a tiny little bit of a scene that we get from season eight. So this time it was a scene released in a Golden Globes trailer thing. I don't know, something that aired during the Golden Globes, I guess. And there was... Yeah, it's like a, you know, coming up on HBO supercut. Right. And so this scene showed us... Uh, Sansa welcoming Danny and John back to Winterfell, or to Winterfell in Danny's case, and saying, uh, Winterfell is yours. I mean, these are all things, like, you can't take it at face value. I mean, it's been creatively edited. Like, yes. all you see, all you see is, is her kind of making a face, and John is standing next to her, and then they turn towards Danny, and she's walking up. Uh, and so it could be like John being like, "You're gonna fucking do this," and so she <laughs> did it. You know, like I wanted her to be like, "Winterfell is yours, Your Grace, King in the North." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's yours again, John. Oh, and I guess it's yours you again. Can bring her along, Your Grace, John she, Snow. She's yeah. she's your plus one. But also. If we've learned anything from the Sons of the Dragon section, what we've learned is that if someone with a dragon wants to come into your house, you have to let them. Yeah, I guess so. And she actually has dragons that can burn you, so... Yeah, so Sansa's really just protecting the small folk at exactly. this point. You know, I mean, if she learned anything from Torrin Stark is that, you know, sometimes you have to yield to the crazy dragon people and uh, fight the good fight later. Yeah. Then Sansa knows how to do that. Exactly. She's good at playing the game. Mm-hmm. Arya would just stab her, but you know. <laughs> yeah, where's Arya in this scene? Sansa has diplomacy. She's, running around. She's probably fighting a dragon in the background. She's just already engaged. I like that Brienne's just standing there glowering at them, though. That's good. Yeah, just like, mm, this is not what I signed up for, but do you have Jamie with you? <laughs> yes. Please give me my love. <laughs> I didn't Damn say it. that. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of the Golden Globes, uh, Richard Madden, our good other king in the north, Rob Stark, won a Golden Globe for his role in Bodyguard. Yeah, his afterlife is going well. Yes. Not everyone could say that, but he can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Bodyguard was good, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. I saw the I saw the uh, the trailer that Netflix forces you to watch anytime you scroll over anything. I I saw that part. Well, it's only six episodes, and I recommend it if people want to watch okay. some, you know... Is he bad in it, though? He's bad in it. No, he's not. Is he a bad guy? No, oh, he's, he's not? Guy. I got the impression that he was the bad guy. No, no. So. He's not. Cool. I'll check it out, then, because I definitely need stuff to watch while I'm endlessly sewing. 
There you go. Um, Alright, so let's let's get into the Sons of the Dragon. Uh, Aenys and Megor. Um, I want, we, we, last time we did Frey Pie ratings for Aegon, so I want to continue that. So, okay. what are your Frey Pie ratings for how Aenys and Megor were as kings? Oh, alright. I guess I'm gonna give King Aenys, <laughs> uh, I'll, I had to say at least once. Yes. Uh, I had to, I will give him a Simon, but like a soggy one. Yeah, alright. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Like he tried, but it's just just not good. <laughs> and then I'm gonna give Magor. Um, I guess he also gets assignment, yeah. but he gets like a one that fell on the floor. <laughs> See, maybe I was, I was gonna go with a cold Simon for Magor to represent his cold heart. Oh, okay, that's and, good. That's poetic. And a lukewarm Simon pie for Anies because you know, like warmed it up for him because he's not like a psycho. But, you know, he's not a, just a crazy psycho murderer person. So, like, good for him. But, you know, it's not actually warm. It's just sort of lukewarm and wishy-washy like he Well, is. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, well, from the point of view of the small folk during his reign, like, Aenys wasn't so bad. Well, I mean, he's preferable to his brother, but, like... Well, yeah, he wasn't he out also, there, like, murdering everyone. He also sucked as a king. Like, neither one of them were good. I think that he just tried to skate. I think that Aenys tried to to just you know look at his, look at his dad's answers <laughs> from the previous test, but he was on another chapter and he didn't really know that. I think that like Aenys, he just he was not the king to rule after a conqueror. Like he would have been a good ruler after Jaehaerys, someone who yeah, would like stabilized some... the kingdom. You know, there weren't any you know rebellions that were coming up it wasn't people just like waiting for the first generation to die out so they could actually rebel again you know it was if he had a peaceful realm i think he would have been a a great not maybe not a great king but i think he would have been a decent king and then he would have had the the sons to continue his line in a way that kind of failed afterwards after Jaehaerys with the Saracen It is Paris. amazing how the far, how the Targaryens can take even what is a relatively clean board, right? Like they've just started out. They've got all the moves to make and they just make a hash of it immediately. I know. Like these two were just I mean they needed Jaehaerys to come in and like clean everything up because they I just mean, it made seems... a disaster of it. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> One Targaryen is good. Multiple Targaryens is bad, which is like a me <laughs> looking funny at the upcoming season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, no, because Jaehaerys had Alicent, so it was just you can have two that are are together, but you can't well, have I two meant, that are opposing each other. Aspirational Targaryens, I guess I should say. Right, I don't want to discount people who had the thrones, you know kept from them because of their gender status uh, <laughs> yeah how I feel about that <laughs> well I mean but you had like Rhaenyra and Aegon and they fought it out so it's not if Rhaenyra yeah. and Aegon were like hey let's get married like then it would have been fine <laughs> right well that's the consolidation right yeah right. they can't have more than one seat of power yes gets um, a little messy. so let's let's talk about so we did a Quentin Martell award last time, which was like moron that dies badly by dragon. 
Yes. Um, okay. So my 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 nomination was for was for Aegon the Uncrowned, who was right. Aenys' son, who decided to challenge Magor in the sky, dragon to dragon, and did not succeed. Little tiny dragon to large dragon. Yes, and that seemed like a bad idea. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. In general, do we have any character standouts that we, besides our two kings that we're discussing, that we wanna wanna call out? I said uh, Savage Sam Tarly just because I like the name. Because I always like when you have characters that have the same name as mm-hmm. current characters, and they're just like completely different. So Savage Sam Tarly so- just like you know destroying people is a little bit different yes. than our Samuel Tarly. I read it in a book. Night's Watchmen. And then uh, I think I, I I couldn't remember Poxy Jane's name, but then yes. he gave that to me very helpfully. So Poxy Jane was seemed interesting. I put Reyna uh, and her mother Alyssa, mm-hmm. uh, Valerion, uh, because they just they just kept surviving. You know, no matter how many people died, they just kept they kept at it. Uh, yeah. And then I also put Tiana because <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> She's definitely interesting. She was I guess she was kind of the first master of whispers. Yeah, and also, like, the first... I mean, is she a R'hllor person? It seemed like she might be a R'hllor person like because of that little detail be. where she showed up and then the dead guy came back to life and then, you know, yeah. blood magic. She's, uh... She's an interesting one. So I have two I have two things that I want to kind of put a pin in that we could talk about when we get into the meat, mm-hmm. uh, when we get through these sections. But the first, the first pin is I want to talk about the Valerions uh, okay. because... That seems interesting and not flushed out. Like, uh-huh. there's this whole other family that's also been there since the beginning and is related to all these people, but they don't seem to be having the dragon stuff. Well, we can talk uh, about the Valerians now, but what's your second okay. one? My second pin is, uh, what the hell is Tiana's plan? Okay, we'll get to her later. But the Valerians, yeah. I believe, are another family from Valyria, but they weren't um, dragon riders. They were just like a lower level family that didn't have dragons. And they But like again, what does that mean? What does it mean? That they what are of Valyrian descent, so they have the Valyrian look. Yes, but, but what they... does the dragon part mean? Like, do you need to have special magic done to your blood in order for dragons to let you ride them? It seems like many of them mixed with Targaryens and then their children rode dragons, so I don't get it. What's so I, great about the Targaryens? I don't know. I don't understand Valyria <laughs> and dragon lords. <laughs> you know, but now everyone's always talking about Targs, 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 secret Targs, but we have this whole other family that also came over that's also been, I mean, Aegon's mother was a Valerian. Like, these people have also been in it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, they didn't have dragons. But what do you mean they didn't have dragons? They married people with dragons. I mean, I guess they were just like, I don't know, were they like a peasant family? <laughs> In Valyria, just weren't worthy. Yeah, I, I mean they weren't worthy, but like why? why? I mean I, I don't know. The mis the the mystery of the dragons will just consume me, and that it will never be answered. <laughs> just like Summerhall, just like Summerhall. Like why do you need to put them in your crib? Why can you ride certain dragons but not others? Why do why does bonding with a dragon make you stronger, better, meaner, faster, taller, easier to like? <laughs> I don't Why would think... you say no to a dragon? Why can't you have more than one? Like, what What are the rules? We don't know. And that is a, a good question to think about forever and ever. 
Maybe Bran will tell us one day. Oh, I don't want Bran to tell me. <laughs> Maybe Tyrion will tell us one day. All right, that's fine. I can handle that. Okay. Maybe he's a secret. He's a secret Valerian. <laughs> Tyrion we Valerian. Secret Targaryens. We just have he's secret, secret Valerian. Well, yeah. you know what? Like Arian Waters is suddenly gonna like do stuff in the books because mm. he's he's a bastard Valerian. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. He's the real hero. Yes. Arian it's Waters. all been about their the this this family that's been lost to obscurity, but they'll have theirs. And it is interesting that, like, they're still around, but they're just, like, not not <laughs> vying for the throne. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. You remember when we had all that power? Fine. Yeah. I know, because they were, like, the richest family in Westeros for a time. Like, even more mm-hmm. than the Lannisters. Mostly due, I... mostly due, to, due to our good friend Corlys Valerian, because he would go to, on all of these, because uh, ships, he's the, you know... The Lord yes. of the Tides, he would go yep. on all of these voyages across to Essos and like bring back all of this silk and all of the, that, like, yeah, and take himself a nice heavy stuff. tax, a finder's fee. Yes, and so he he made them rich for a while. So just, good for him. Just, yeah. <laughs> all of that to come in the next set of podcasts on Jaehaerys's reign, which has a whole lot of stuff because he reigned forever. All right, but let's move on to the kings in uh, the chapter that we read for this podcast. Um, I just want to talk about the differences between Aenys and Maegor, because mm-hmm. our historian definitely writes about them in very different ways in terms of how history mm-hmm. perceives them. I mean, Aenys was always, you know, the weak one. He, you know, was... He seems very sympathetic to Maegor. <laughs> Oddly, in the beginning, yes. Yeah, like, what? what? <laughs> well, I mean, like, Aenys is described as, like, you know... Sickly, and weak, small effeminate, and, sick, has yeah. spindly arms. Like that's rude. <laughs> the descriptions are quite comical, really. Um, but yeah, and like you know, he doesn't. He's never gonna be a warrior, and he, you know, he like he could sing, but he couldn't. He basically actually... shits all over him, and then he's like, "But Aegon chose him as his heir and had him with him all the time, and even taught him to fight himself." Well, because he was. He was the first born, so... Right. That makes sense. Um, and then, But he never brought his other son to, you know? I mean, I'm just saying, like, he... True. It seems he like Aegon felt an affinity with, you know, Aenys, a- a- and that he really, like, fathered him in a way that he didn't father Maegor. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ysenia this... had her clutches into him from the start. Right, and after, and after, uh, 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 what's her name? There's too many raw, raw names. Rain, Rhaenyra? Rhaenys? Raina? Which one what's are her you name? Ta- what? Describe Aegon's her. other wife. Oh, Rhaenys. Rhaenys, thank you. After Rhaenys, because after Rhaenys died, it seems like him and, his, and uh, Visenya's relationship sort of... Deteriorated. Deteriorated. Not, not all at once, because they were still close enough to procreate. Right. But it seems like they got along much better before her death. Yes. Than after. Well, because I think he didn't have to deal so much with Visenya. They could just rule together while he was, you know, in love with right. Rhaenys. Um, yes, well, she, I mean, she did have opinions and it's just weird. Like he didn't have to marry his sister. He didn't have to marry that extra sister. He could have let her marry someone else, but 
Maybe he thought that consolidation of power was really important. Or is there was something to the three heads of the dragon. Oh, right, yeah. So, yes, Aenys came first, born in 7 AC to Aegon's younger wife, Rhaenys. The boy was small at birth and sickly. He cried all the time, and it was said that his limbs were spindly, his eyes He's small and water- watery, <laughs> and the king's maesters feared for his survival. <laughs> and then, um, Magor was... Prince, what, four years later? Uh, 11, I think? 11 AC? Or 12 12 AC. He was born in 12. 12, 12 yeah. AC. The prince came squalling into the world at 12 AC. No newborn was ever more robust than Magor Targaryen. Maesters and midwives agreed. His height w- at birth was almost twice that of his elder brother. I mean, the way that this maester talks about Magor is just fallacious. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's the best that ever breathed. He was eight years old and taking out knights. He was, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, because... Yeah, but even when he was eight, oh, yes. there's like a whole... Okay, I like that. When he was eight, a palfrey kicked him in the stables. Magor stabbed the horse to death and slashed half the face off the stable boy who came running at the It just sounds... It's what it sounds like is he's just like a little Joffrey. Like, yeah. he's just a terror, and no one would say no to him. And if you had to fight him, that if you were assigned to fight him, then of course you'd let him win. And that's just the way that is. Like, I don't... I don't. It, it seems weird that he was immune to the kinds of of criticisms that you know, Aenys was like, he, I, like there's that weird gross detail where he, you know, he gets, where Magor gets married off to a woman 10 years older than him when he's 13. And then they like <laughs> all watch him bang her. And he's like at yeah. breakfast the next day. And he's like, I made another son for house Targaryen. I and I'm know. like, you're 13. It's Are gross. you sure? <laughs> so gross. Where is that? I mean, that seems like also like, like a way to fuck up a kid too and like ruin all of his future relationships with women <laughs> and i don't know i felt sort of bad for megor in a way like he was set up to fail I through mean, neglect yeah i mean it says um he's he's just like the spare who's supposed to just like command armies and like the half brothers no were ever... never close prince Aenys was the heir apparent and king aegon kept him close by his side as the king moved about the realm from castle to castle so did the prince prince mago remained with his mother sitting by her side when she held court right so he never even got to go anywhere he didn't get to learn about how the way the kingdom works he didn't get to make friends the way that Aenys did like it seems like he was it seems like Magor was set up to fail whereas Aenys was set up to succeed. The Prince of Dragonstone had many companions through the years but no true friends. He was a quarrelsome boy, quick to take offense, slow to forgive, fearsome in his wrath. I don't Yeah, feel he like, sucked. I don't feel like he would have made friends even if he was given all of the opportunities in the world. I mean cuz like think about it like Joffrey was given plenty of opportunity. You know, he was the heir apparent. It didn't do him any favors. So, do you think that, like, George is trying to say something about, like, young boys who are mothered too much or something? (laughs) That they all turn into, like, serial killers? (laughs) I mean, Visenya was definitely probably not the best role model. I don't know. Not role model, but, like, I do think it was... She was clearly jealous of the fact that Aegon took Aenys under his wing, and so I feel like yeah. she probably poisoned Magor a little bit for the future. That's probably true. Yeah. That said, I mean, you don't always have to turn out that way if you're not a horrible person. 
Well, have, I think having some kind of adult that you can look up to is important. It does. He didn't have any. True. Which, what's interesting to me is that Aedes, you know, did the traditional Targaryen thing. He had, he got, he had a dragon. Mm-hmm. Whereas Magor refused a dragon. He like was waiting around for Balerion. And I want to know again, back to the dragon shit. How did he know that that was gonna work? I don't think he did. I think he just decided that's what he wanted and then it happened to work out is that how it works like i'm just wondering like or was he rejected by dragons but then balerion as a broken dragon like that had already been tamed and like was used to a rider just accepted magor you know i'm really not sure how the whole bonding with the dragon thing works because the book does not go into any kind of detail no so it's hard to say because, I mean, yes, this is the chapter where we get uh, Raina putting dragon eggs into her siblings' cribs, which becomes a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's certainly, like, for Jaehaerys and Alysanne, like, they had their dragon eggs with them since they were born, and that became Vermithor and Silverwing, and so obviously they were bonded already, but... I mean, not everybody did that, so they had to go and take a dragon, but we don't know how. Right, we we have no clue how that worked. And then, um, I just think it's interesting that, like, there, you know, we're so, we're talking about tar- the Targaryens, but we're looking towards the Song of Ice and Fire. There are a lot of similarities between Visenya and Cersei mm-hmm. and Magor and Joffrey and just kind of like the the struggles that 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 particular reign of Aenys and Magor that you know their time is seems to be very similar to the Robert Baratheon slash endless kings of Westeros <laughs> claimants because uh, like you know the central the central conflict seems to be this kind of war with the faith right and it kind right. of started rumbling while Aenys was king, but really came to a head when Magor just did not have any kind of diplomatic skill whatsoever, and then just kind of Neither plunged one the of whole them had country any diplomatic into... skill. No, <laughs> yeah, I just think I think that I mean, well, and there's that quote that like Aenys when he was like, "Well, why didn't they talk to me? I would have talked to them." <laughs> He's like, "Why are people mad at me and rising up? I didn't do anything to them." It's like, no, but they think you're weak, so. They're still pissed that your dad took over. Yeah, they can still remember what it was like to not they're, have you guys around. They're the sons of the people that died fighting your father, so now they're pissed and want revenge. So many houses that I don't, I have no idea who they are, so I assume they were all murdered eventually. Well, I mean, off. we've we've seen some of them be destroyed in this chapter, like the, the hair yeah. eyes, but, um, yep. which we'll get to in a minute, but... I mean, certainly, Aenys was very indecisive in his ruling and didn't know how to... He didn't know how to show strength and he didn't know how to be diplomatic about things in the way that, say, Jaehaerys was in in the future, you know? Well, they were born during peace, right? Like, they didn't watch their their parents do the conquering they True. just watched them do the peacekeeping right the right. touring the endless touring around the kingdom i mean that just i, I kind of understand you know how he became the king he became and i understand how magor became how he became too because visenya was obviously very like fire and blood this is how yeah. we handle things so you know and Aenys was 
raised by Aegon, who was just like, I am a peaceful king going on our progresses around the kingdom, and, you know, this is how we do things. So I, I get I get how how that happened, but it wasn't what was necessary for the realm at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that, that you know, Megor, like, like I said in our notes, like, for, like, Aenys, like, it makes sense to me because he was raised in a family that was both approved by and accepting of a religion that was not their own. Right. Like, they ruled over this whole, this whole, you know, country, and all of its people are adherents to a faith that they don't give a shit about, and they have this kind of very typical Valyrian attitude about religion, which is that it's bullshit or not worth having, you know, like, they're just, they're not a very religiously minded people culturally so they didn't really care they're like fine you can have your religion that's great as long as you approve of us and you can keep it Mm -hmm. so they let everyone keep their religion but they themselves didn't have it and so he needs you know he grew up with targaryen slash valyrian ideals of like how he was going to live and he didn't have a sister to marry but that didn't mean if he had you know a a boy and a girl child that he wouldn't expect them to marry right and he still remembered those traditions Right, he remembers it because it's normal to him. And then suddenly the faith is trying to flex on them and be like, oh, well, you can't actually do any of those things. Even though we were fine with it for your, you know, for our king and our queens, we're no longer fine with it. I mean, and it's and like, I, what? I totally agree that, like, I can see how he was caught off guard. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the first, I mean, the first thing that kind of pissed off the faith was Megor like setting aside his wife and being like i'm marrying this oh, yeah. woman but he could have done that in a much better way like i know it's supposed to be like a henry the eighth thing mm-hmm. but and like he just was like well fuck you i'll start my own religion but like he could have been like oh well don't you want there to be an heir for the kingdom you know like he could have he could have tried spun a little it, bit but he's yeah again both of them suck at diplomacy so <laughs> he was just like no this is what i'm going to do i don't care and, and Visenya really did, like, I think he tried to not murder people, and then Visenya <laughs> was like, no, no, we're murdering people. <laughs> I like, mean, what are you doing? Yeah, she certainly did not give him the best start in life on that front. Um, she probably just filled his head with stories of, you know, the conquering and everything. And, uh-huh. but yeah, so, you know, I mean, Magor's decision to marry Alice Haraway certainly put Aenys in a very bad light because they were like, you can't control your brother. How do you expect to, you know, rule this kingdom? And... I mean, if he had been, if he had been like a Baratheon or like, or, you know, like if, if he'd been Cersei, he would have engineered it so that that whole house became traitors to the realm. And then he could have gotten rid of his wife and the people in Old Town that he didn't like <laughs> in one fell swoop and gotten a new wife. I mean, it would have been great. Yeah, he should have probably done something like that. But, um, so anyway, I think the the choices were, I forget what the choices were, but anyway, he sent him into exile. Um, right, yeah. And so Megor went off to... Well, because Pentos. he was like, the, the, the faith was like, we're gonna rebel, and they're like, oh, I'll get rid of this guy. It wasn't him, it, you know? <laughs> um, and then came... He should have just exiled him forever. <laughs> well, I think he tried, it's just that he came back once... Aenys was dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then we had him, his decision to marry his two eldest children to each other, Aegon and Reyna. And, like, I mean, the thing the thing for me is, like, 
yes, I can understand that that was his tradition and that's what he expected that they would do. And he didn't think that anybody was going to have a problem with that because, you know, his parents were, you know, siblings and that wasn't a big deal. But the thing for me is that he didn't, it's not like he just married them and then there was backlash. He announced that they were going to get married and then there was backlash and then he did it anyway. Yeah. You know, and like the choices there were like, you know, Visenya told him to mount his dragon Quicksilver and go and like burn the faith down and be like, this is what we're doing. Sorry. Um, Or he could have not married them together and married them off to other people. But instead he was just like, "Uh, I'm going to do this anyway. I wonder if this like Valyrian, it seems to be a Valyrian custom amongst the dragon riding Valyrians, whatever the hell that means. (laughs) And, but I wonder if that's why they have such a hard time with, later on with the who can inherit thing between men and women because whenever they'd had two you know a man and a woman before they would just marry them right and that would consolidate the power into one into one kind of like entity whereas like later on it's like you have you have women who are like well i i'm the heir right and i'm not gonna marry my whatever to get to to consolidate the power and then that gets them into trouble well, they should, see, the Faith should have been smarter. The Faith should have been like, wait a second. These guys are crazy. <laughs> and they will murder people. Let's let them marry each other. Well, because otherwise, in like 20 years, there's going to be like 15 Targaryens that are only loosely related. And they can't all marry each other. And they're all just going to kill each other. <laughs> and us. <laughs> well, I mean, that was... I was kind of joking about that when I got to uh, Jaehaerys and Alessand because I was like... Because I was waiting to find out, like, how that worked out with the faith. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like at that point they'd be like, great, just marry each other. Because it went so badly before. And we're tired of you killing us and, like, the people that you marry. So we'll just let you marry each other so we don't have to deal with you. I mean, that wasn't what happened. But I felt like that would have been a valid reason. Yeah, it seems like it's just a good way to, like, let them breed themselves out, you know? Like... (laughs) It's like, look, you know, we could just, we could have everyone die or we could just wait like three generations and you'll all just be done. You'll be done. Mm-hmm. They needed that, they need that, uh, Valerian <laughs> blood. Maybe that's what the non-dragon riding houses are for. Just, They're just that like little extra bit of gene pool. <laughs> yes. just comes in and out every once in a while to keep them from drooling on themselves. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. So do we think that Visenya killed Anus? Anies? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Did she kill Aegon? Because he seemed fine. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, if she did kill Aegon, then... She didn't do a very good job of securing Megor as the heir beforehand, so... That's true. Maybe he did just have a stroke. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do... Was... When did Megor come back? Was it after... Aenys dies, and she takes off on a dragon, and he comes back. Okay, he just did stuff beforehand when the... When all the people were rebelling, because he's the one who goes and, like handles everything on his yeah dragon. he's the infor- he's the he's the executor <laughs> he's the muscle yeah um it wasn't just executions 
It was executing vision. <laughs> Where's the part? But mostly of- it was executions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. There's also the fact that, like, he gave Magor Blackfire. Yeah, he gave him all the cool shit, and he was like, let's rule together, brother. Yeah, he's like, like we shall, you ne- brother, you need never kneel to me again. We shall rule this realm together, you and I. And then he gives him mm-hmm. Blackfire, and he says, you are more fit to bear this blade than me. Wield it in my service, and I shall be content. Which was stupid, because he already had Dark Sister. And then everyone was like... Yeah, so now he has both of them. Everyone was like, oh, well, you just gave away your ancestral sword, so... That's... Now he could have one cool sword in each hand. <laughs> but he didn't have a dragon to ride, so maybe Aenys thought, it's cool, I have a dragon, you can have two cool swords. <laughs> I do... So he comes back, he somehow, he somehow, like... I do just want to give a quick shout-out to poor, um, Ronald Aaron, who was the one who had oh. flown around on Visenya's dragon, and then... Got thrown out the moon door by his brother, <laughs> um, which is sad for him. And then I like that the Aaron's just—they've never had it good. No. I also my, my other favorite part about that was so they they then uh, Genos's garrison threw him out the moon door because they didn't want to get burned by Balerion, but um. I like the, the part where it says Hubert Aaron, a cousin to the dead brothers, was installed as Lord of the Vale as he had already sired six sons by his lady wife, a royce of runestone. The Aaron succession was seen to be secure which just makes me laugh considering what happens in A Game of Thrones The Seed is Strong. Yeah. The Seed is Strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so much. I mean, there's a lot of, like, things that I think George, in air quotes, whoever wrote this, uh, (laughs) like, set up specifically to call out, you know, ironically, whatever's going on in the current timeline that we actually care about. Mm -hmm. So it's always just like, oh, ha, 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 look at that, funny, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Speaking of, of, you know, things that... In the current story that you care about, that we have uh, a Greyjoy, Goran Greyjoy, Lord Reaper of the mm-hmm. Pike. He uh, yeah. he took down King Lodos, the second of the name. Yeah, you know what? I thought that was very un-Greyjoy of him. <laughs> I just I'm like, like, what you doing, guy? I just like that Lodos is like, he walked out of the sea and said that he finally <laughs> came back from visiting with his father, the drowned <laughs> Yes, because he died twice. <laughs> he was twice, twice drowned. Um, he did it once, and I was like, not enough, I'll do it again, just to prove it. No one's died as many times as me. <laughs> That's very Greyjoy. That guy was badass. Um, I also want to shout out uh, to our, our good friend from Team Stump, Oris Baratheon, who makes another appearance in this chapter, <laughs> now called Oris One Hand. Um, mm-hmm. And he was fighting against the Dornish, and uh, Walter Will was delivered into his hands, the, wounded but alive, yeah. and Lord Oris said, Your father took my hand, I shall claim yours in repayment. So saying, he hacked off Lord Walter's sword hand, then he took his and other then, hand, and both feet and as well. And the rest of his limbs. <laughs> calling them his 
what, I don't know what that is. You're yeah, right. and then and then he died in the campaign back, but then his son was like, it was fine. He died really happy looking at all of the... <laughs> rotting hands and feet. All the rotting hands. <laughs> Dangled in his tent like a string of onions. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how Team Stump wants to go. Oh, I found Savage Sam. Uh, that Lord was called, and so he proved in the bloody battle that ensued, cutting down dozens of Dornish men with his great Valyrian steel blade heartsbane. The Vulture King had twice as many men and his three foes combined, but were untrained undisciplined, and when faced with the armor knights, blah blah blah. Where's the part where he kills them? Um, Doesn't he kill him and then yes. like make him the attend singers, his wedding? The singers? No, that's... Uh, Who's that? That's Magor. <laughs> Oh, God, Magor did um, that? I'll find that in a second. Of course, Magor did that. Uh, the singers like to say that he was torn to pieces by the very vultures from whom he took his style, but in truth he perished of thirst and exposure in the... Uh, oh, yes, he was tied naked between two posts by Savage Sam, darling. Mm. Right. Jeez, Sam. I know. Uh, who was that that he cut apart? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, come see, come to my wedding. Yeah, he's like the only <laughs> witness like... to the wedding. Oh, God. Can you it's imagine showing up to your wedding and then, like, there's, like, a, like, what is that? What's that meat sack over there? <laughs> oh, that's... It's horrifying. Just the worst. Maybe was a bad dude. He was a bad man. Oh, I also highlighted um, the fighting fool. Just oh, yeah. I, I knew you were gonna. Name. I saw that and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was he really a here fool, we go. Though? Here we Did go. Did he have all the all of the talents? It was Watt the Hewer was delivered to him, chained yet still defiant. Magor took off his limbs with the giant's own axe, but commanded his maesters to keep the man alive so he might attend my wedding. Then his grace announced his intent to take Diana of Pentos as his third wife. Um, Grand Maester, uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It was said that Magor had to put a dozen septons to death before he found unwilling to perform the ceremony. Walt the Hewer, limbless, was kept alive to witness the marriage. It's so <laughs> That's That's just the worst. It's so bad. Um, so, nope. speaking of Magor the Cruel, when we get into to his, his reign, so he comes back from exile and he brings with him uh, Alice Haraway, his, his wife that he took to exile and Tiana of the Tower. Um, yep. The Pentoshi woman, which in hindsight seems like a terrible, terrible plan. Um, and so first, after he marries Tiana, we get the the trial by seven because the faith right. is really pissed and off. Dick Bean. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> the hero Dick Bean. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> all these, all these warriors' sons come, you know, marching up to, to the hill and they're like, hey, we oppose your abomination marriages and yeah, this should be just be it's happy. Like, well, I oppose your face. <laughs> he wasn't married his <laughs> siblings, which he didn't have. But, um, but yeah, the whole trial is just like name after name after name. And you're just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then like, it's just like, and then everyone died immediately. <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. But, but the yes, first to die was Dick Bean. Because Dick Bean was the one who shamed everybody else into <laughs> participating because yeah, Magor had no, farmer. Magor had no friends first. and so Dick Bean was like hey I'll fight with you and then everyone was like well shit this guy's 
standing up to fight for him <laughs> makes us look really bad. So I guess we'll take part. But and also, they I... killed him because they because he shamed them and they all hated him. So. Yeah. So everybody died, died except for Megor, who took a blow to the head. I well, believe. so he did. He did he not die though? Did he? Well, okay. I don't think he he was gone for a week until Tiana showed up and did some shit, and then he was fine. Sounds like another guy. <laughs> Sounds like another well, guy. Okay, I don't think he died instantly. I think that he was lingering in a coma and then she did stuff. Now, whether it was a death-like coma or an actual coma, I don't know. I think he was fucking dead. (laughs) And he got brought back. So she cut off his magical hair and then fed it to the fires and then he came back to life. Yeah. Okay, I'm right. I mean, he could have... This couldn't have been... This might have not even been the first time. Maybe that's why he brought Tiana back with him, because he might have died in exile, and she brought him back. So he's Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe That's that, my personal theory. Maybe that explains why he was such a terrible person, because... It also the, explains why he couldn't have any children. <laughs> also true. But, um... He's dead the whole time. Um, <laughs> uh, but Beric always says that, um... You know, little pieces get taken away each time he comes back. But if little pieces are being taken away from an already terrible person, and he's just going to become more terrible and bitter, more and more terrible. Yeah. And then, like, in addition to the mat, he like he knows he needs an heir, and she's like, "Well, we can try, but it's going to be gross." And they were. <laughs> Where was the shadow baby? Well, that's the thing. They couldn't be shadow babies. They had to be real babies. So maybe they were Why trying to do Tiana some dragon blood baby? magic. <laughs> Well, maybe they tried to do some blood magic with the dragon blood instead of human blood. And that's why all those babies were, like, part dragon. I want to talk about that, actually. So, which is jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll talk about it now. So, (laughs) I mean, part of the reason all of his wives were, like, horribly murdered or died in childbirth was because they had these misshapen, eyeless, limbless children with wings lizard babies <laughs> and i just want to know like how much of that is exaggeration how much of that is an right. actual thing but it's something that that gets brought up again and again and again in these targaryen again and again and then tiana when she when she was put to death eventually was like i'll have my revenge you know all the babies are going to come out like this but like i'm just saying like, that it's not that only... implies that she cursed them or she either cursed them or was in, had knowledge of, you know, how they were made. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's not just in this period of history that it happens. Like, it happens a lot to him. Like, it's, like, three children right. or whatever that come out like this. But it's also, like, Rhaenyra's child is described as having wings when mm-hmm. she has that, like, stillborn stillbirth um in the dance of the dragon i just want to maybe we should go back and tag anytime there is a blood witch blood magic user or the lore adherent near or having access to these developing fetuses but i don't think that's true because i mean yes tiana but like who was around rhaenyra and then the next instance you have of it is danny well, Danny had what's her fuck. 
Well, I know she had she had uh, Miri Mazdor, but she wasn't. Yes, thank you. She wasn't Relor. She wasn't a Relor person. No. She was a lamb oh. woman. <laughs> the lamb people aren't adherents of Relor. No, because they're. She did blood magic though. It was still blood magic. Yeah, but I don't think she's Relor. I think that's. Well, I guess okay. I guess we're parsing. <sighs> We're parsing all of that. All right. In any case, it's a thing throughout multiple periods of Targaryen history, and I think that's interesting. And I want to know if it's real. (laughs) Well, yeah, and if it's real, is that why they can ride dragons? Are they dragons themselves? (laughs) But why are all the dead ones, like, born with dragon parts, but not, like, any of the live ones? ones? Like, why are there no really awesome Realm of the Elderling style? (laughs) Exactly. dragon princes that are literally dragons <laughs> um yeah i don't know although danny had the dragon eggs when before she was given those at her wedding so right. she had them right so the- maybe it's proximity maybe that's why they have to be put in your crib when you're a baby but not before. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It is a mystery that continues. <sighs> um, so the other thing with with the war of the faith war against the faith was that he basically stamped out the entire faith militant in his reign. Congratulations, Megor. <laughs> I mean that was I mean I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Those guys sucked. I mean, they didn't they didn't make a return until, I mean, speaking of our current history, mm-hmm. until, you know, that time in uh, the current song by And I mean, timeline. how did he, how did Magor take care of them? And then how did Cersei take care of them? It feels like there's only one way. <laughs> just destroy them all. <laughs> to just burn them up. Well, just he burn did them up. send, or was it... Was it Aenys that sent all the poor fellows to the wall? I believe so. Yeah, he was nicer, I think. And then, well, it's funny because in, in the Jaehaerys chapters, I believe, they're just like, we've got all these fucking poor fellows at the wall and they're causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they're banding together and they're taking over castles and they're causing trouble. Um, so that didn't work out that well. But but yeah, he just went out and like murdered them all. One by one. Was it? Was it in? Wait, was it Aegis? Maybe it was Megor. I feel like. Here's the thing about the way that this chapter is structured: it keeps jumping, jumping back, back in time, and it really fucked up my sense of the timeline because it would be like it would go all the way to the end of like someone's reign and then be like, "But let's go back." It must be like listening to this podcast. <laughs> Probably, we're very sorry. Uh, it's not our fault. The chapter is built this way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I liked the visual of him coming back from his campaign of murdering people with 2,000 skulls and dumping them at the base of yes. the throne. <laughs> I was like, there probably weren't 2,000, but that's still, like, a ridiculous image. I just, like, I loved that. That was, like, super metal goth Targaryen. <laughs> like, he just, like, dumps all the skulls and then just, like, climbs up his Climbs stairs. up there. Like, that's, like, a very un-Targaryen, like scene i feel like they're not really like sit on the skulls of my enemies kind of <laughs> magor is people may but magor like i like again i i've said this before magor 
sucked, but I would gladly watch. He sucks in a fun way. Anyway, he's just like, he's the coolest, right? Because he's like, I would watch a show about him just because like his train wreck aesthetic is compelling. Like, you know, he's terrible and I feel really badly for all of his wives. But, you know, and he gets his in the end, though, right? He so, does. I mean, it's I, think, fine. I think it'd be interesting to watch a TV show about him because you could dig into more of his psyche and how he became who he was and how his relationship with his mother and stuff like that, which I think would be interesting in a TV show. Yeah, but show is it like a gross setting. relationship with it? It's not a gross relationship. No, I don't think it. so. I don't think there was anything weird and incestuous going on there, but like, just. Okay. Yeah, I mean, similar to like Joffrey with Cersei like you can see the problems <laughs> right again shout out I think George doesn't like single mothers <laughs> <laughs> well I mean Joffrey was I'm sure he wouldn't agree with before, that he's just, just he's probably Robert it's probably was dead so it's not like she was a single mother she just well I but but again he was at Dragonstone he you know his 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 father was off being a father to someone else and joy riding around the kingdom <laughs> Neglected, poor neglected, neglected. Magor, who then? Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't help be evil. Who then destroyed his poor nephew? <laughs> that was that was like shitty of him. Like I feel like I could be a hundred percent Magor Stan if he had not done just that one thing. Well, but that was shitty. Well, he killed two of his because that's like that's like that's like yeah. But that but he'd already killed the one. So I'm just saying like that was kind of like like the Viserys was baby. pretty bad. Um, so first he took yeah. out Aegon. So Aegon was with Reyna. Reyna had, had, um, well, she was, I think she was pregnant with the twins. And, mm-hmm. um, so Aegon, mm-hmm. who had taken his father's dragon she, she silver. Had, I don't think she was pregnant. I think she'd had the kids because she told him something about the children before he left. Uh, like, I don't, like, let's run away. Something like that. You don't have to do this. Um, yeah. In any case, Aegon tried to take on Megor and take his throne back. <laughs> or take Yes, but he did it with his tiny little dragon. His tiny little dragon, Aegon. Quicksilver against Valerian, and he failed. And, like, he had Valerian, right? So he could have really just done, like, the dragon equivalent of sticking his arm out <laughs> and just putting it on his head and letting him swing until he got himself tired <laughs> out, right? But instead, he fucking killed him. Like, he didn't have to do that. No. Um, but yeah, so he killed him, and that was sad. And then uh, Reyna took her daughters, Arya and Rayla, and fled to... And she hid them. She dyed their hair, egg style, and sent <laughs> them into hiding. So yes. that, and she didn't even know where they went. Right, and she went to Fair Isle. Right. Much to the delight of the people on Fair Isle. <laughs> yes, they were like, they were like so happy to have dragons. her. And she's got eggs. Awesome. <laughs> um, They're like, great. People are going to come and kill us all. <laughs> Thanks for staying. Leave a good review on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then he, he took... So, let's see... Well, Visenya died, finally, um, mm-hmm. and Alyssa, who was Aenys' wife, took Jaehaerys and Alysanne and uh, Dark Sister and fled across the Narrow Sea to escape him, and 
I feel like after Visenya died, things just went very downhill for for Magor. Yeah, I think he he'd lost his literal only friend. <laughs> so yeah, things just so he took he took Viserys, um, or he had Viserys as a squire, I believe, at the time, and he yes that that was like that was really shitty. Yeah, he that was he shitty. tortured You're him, right. and. In the hopes that he could tell him where his mother went, which of course he did not know. So he, yeah, he tortured him. Then he and stuck his dead body out. Said, on, "Ask like, him, ask him where his mother has gone." Stuck his dead dead body on the ramparts and was like, "She can come and claim him," which of course she did. No, not. no, no. What's the quote? Perhaps the bitch will turn up for his funeral. Is that what he says? That's what he says. Perhaps the bitch will turn up for his funeral. She didn't. No, she, she did, did not. not. She did not rise to that bait. Which is a good plan. He was lost to her. Meanwhile, he's he was building the Red Keep the whole time. And this is my favorite Magor <laughs> anecdote. So, before the Red Keep, there was the Aegon Fort. Yes. And it was a piece of crap. Right. And it sucked. Along with the rest of and was, Yeah, and it was just like a big mud pile. And it, it sucks. So, they tore that down. The, with the detail just leaving leaving the throne the, the iron throne <laughs> just there the in the mud this massive <laughs> fucking throne which in george's mind has like seventy five thousand steps to get up to it which i feel like is insane um just leaves this giant throne amidst this like pile of rubble just yeah and mud and, and just bullshit and they just built a keep around <laughs> yeah. it so they built the red keep and then he's like cool the, the red keep's done uh, but it has all these secret passages in it and everything. Because he built Megor's Holdfast like inside of the Red Keep, and and they built Megor's Holdfast inside of it. And because of that, he had added all this other, uh, extra stuff to the Red Keep yes. secret entrances and all that stuff. So he killed everyone. He had you know, he well he had them party. He let them party yes. for three days, and then he killed them all. He should have and then like them for the next. And then job. like a week later, he was like, "Oh, I I want to build another thing." <laughs> Where's all my workforce? Why will no one work for me? Why will no one work for me? I feel like Megor <laughs> needs to go on an episode, a Westerosi episode of Undercover Boss, <laughs> and like find out what his workers think of him and learn a valuable lesson. And have like a you know teary eyed confession at the end where he's like, "Wow, no, it'll be a teary eyed confession at the end." And then he'll be like, "But I'm gonna kill exactly. them all." Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, I'll just murder everybody anyway. It's fine. But yeah, he had to get, like... Dracarys. Like, <laughs> slaves and prisoners to work under, you know, architects from Essos. And that's how he started the Dragon Pit. But you're right. I don't know where the dragons were before the Dragon Pit. Oh, yeah. That was my that was my idle thought on the train. Well, I do, Why? Think, I do think any Why? dragons where that did were they not being specifically ridden by people... In the Red Keep. Where's that Dragonstone? Dragonstone? Because that's described God, later. Dragonstone must have sucked. It must have just been covered in fucking dragon shit. <laughs> and just like... But like... That must as, have sucked. As to where he kept Balerion, like... I don't know. I assume just like... In the, like, courtyard of the Red Keep. I don't know. Yeah, like, did he just like do whatever he fucking wanted kind of like drogon did when he was growing up he just like would disappear <laughs> for a couple know. weeks people would be like some sad man would come and, be like, and he's like i don't <laughs> care megor's like you want to eat him we can make you eat him he would he totally would oh god 
How does Danny, how does Danny like read these histories about these terrible humans and think, okay, well, these are my direct ancestors. These are the people whose power I'm consolidating in my body. What does she know about Megor the Cruel? I don't know. She's had to have read a book. (laughs) Just one. And I'm sure it said that he fucked people when he was 13 and was an awesome squire, but also (laughs) tortured people to death. And ward against the faith. Actually, it's a really important lesson because if you're going to be a conqueror, you kind of have to be tolerant of those religions that you're encountering, right? right. Danny's had her own issues with that, with kind of deciding what to what institutions to leave up and running and which to tear down. Mm-hmm. You know, what will make the people love her and what will make them be like, please fucking leave. Take <laughs> your dragon and get out. Well, I mean, the thing with the the faith is isn't so much that i mean they would have been perfectly fine as long as faith is still supporting them but it was because the faith is all of a sudden like oh no we don't like you anymore but i still think like i understand that it it was ostensibly about the incest and the multiple wives Mm -hmm. but it it, would they would have come up with something else probably Anything. The fact that the they didn't seem to even go to church or sept or whatever, or like dragons in general, or you know, like they would have come up with some other reason to Probably. be like, oh well, actually, you have to ask us for your power. It doesn't. It comes through us. I mean, I do think, and obviously we'll get to this in later podcasts. I do think how Jaharis handles the faith is is definitely very interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, if I were, if I were, if I had been Magor, I, I mean, I know he tried. Didn't he try to marry the daughter of the High Septon or the, the, the High Septon's brother? What, what Curry's Hightower? Yeah, the Hightower person. Well, that was his first wife. So let's. That was his first wife. Let's but she was the... fucking barren and old and it didn't work. <laughs> well, let's, let's get into Magor's wives now. Speaking of death and murder. Um. So, first we have Carice Hightower, who, yes, was, I believe, the niece of the High Septon, maybe? Yeah, I think it was the niece. Because, um, obviously, the High Septon didn't have children, but... It, but then he died. It all it, started, it became an issue when it was the next Sept... Like, the other High Septons. Right. He should have just offered to marry that guy's niece. What? Well, <laughs> like, do um, you have a niece? <laughs> like, I can fix it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Maker was willing to, like, you know, make alliances with his marriages, I suppose. Um, Obviously. Yeah, so he, he married Carice Hightower, which I don't think he was thrilled about, despite his lusty performance well, he was performance 13 and 13. she was 23. Gross. And uh, we love a good age gap in Westeros. Yep. But she did go into exile with him and go through whatever all that bullshit was, only to be abandoned. No, she didn't go with him. I thought she went into exile. No, no, he he left. He set her aside and was like, uh, "You're not giving me okay, a son." And then he married Alice Haraway, and he took Alice Haraway with him to exile. And then he came back with oh, Tiana. God, I always forget about Alice. Okay. <laughs> well, so does everybody else now. <laughs> <laughs> so he he brought back Tiana of the let Tower. Me look, and sorry, let me look at this. They, stupid... they got married and. Um, so, all right. Witnessed so by, by Watt, Haraway, the limbless. Um, Tiana of Tower. Okay. And so... And then another poor Jane Westerling. I know. God. Okay, so... Well, we'll get to her in a second. So, Mary Tiana of the Tower, and I like... Of course, the, the bedding description is like, 
Alice Haraway joined in, you know, getting them ready for the bedding, and then she just, like, joined in for a night of carnal lust. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, George. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, then after... So he took... He ended up taking Carice Hightower back, I think, in an effort to appease the faith. Yes. Yes. Well, so what, So that six month that he spent in Old Town, they kind of like re- became reacquainted, and he said, "Oh, you know, sure, why not? I can, I'll take you back." They even had like a renewal, a, right. a vow renewal. It's terrible plan. She should have just stayed away. But then she ended up coming back, and then just like being fed a bunch of potions to try to make her fertile. She was ten years older than him, so she must have been in her forties when that happened. When Maybe. that was going down. So probably not the best source of an heir. Well, I mean, Alyssa had children late and so did Alice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I, I mean, the what happened to Carice is a little bit of a mystery. Well, she should have stayed out of it. She just, she should have been like, nah. So, so I'm first, good. the first one to die was Alice Haraway. <laughs> So, and I feel like she, well, she was kind of screwed to begin with because she wasn't giving him an heir. And right. then her father just made things like 20,000 times worse because he was just like, hey, you know, when he's going and sleeping with these other queens, I'll just give you random men to sleep with so that maybe but do we none know of them if will that get was you true? pregnant. Well, we don't know if that's true, but... He thought it was true at the that very That seems least. like the, the, the to to draw an actual historical parallel. Isn't that what they kept saying about Anne Boleyn? True. That she was fucking her brother or something. Yeah. And then like, that was one of the things, you know, and it obviously wasn't true, but it's now become like so, you know, like such a well-known lie that half the people think that it's real. So, I mean, and that, is, that is true because Tiana was the one who told him about it and then he and just, Tiana like, sucks. tortured everybody <laughs> until they confessed. Right. And, you know, he tortured all, yeah. It's like, he tortured a bunch of people and then they were, like, naming random people. So then he got those random people and tortured them and then they were naming random people. Okay, it's so just, let's, let's amend that. Like, how many people was she fucking? She's let's, not Cersei. Let's amend that. Uh, uh, Alice, Alice Haraway was screwed from the start, but Tiana screwed her over far more. Yeah. Um, so he killed all those people that she was supposedly sleeping with, and then he gave Alice her way to Tiana, who tortured her for a fortnight while Megor witnessed all of it, and then he cut her body into seven pieces and mounted it on the gates. That's horrible. It's what awful. the fuck? That's like a woman that, like, is, that you, you loved? What? It's just like, George, what you the know? fuck? It's like your husband, he's supposed to protect you, and like, oh, it's, oh. it's horrific. And then he wasn't done, then he went and killed her father, and then he mm-hmm. went, and like, his whole household, and then he went to, Her- like, uh, Haraway's town, or whatever it's called, and killed all those people, so the Haraways never existed again. <laughs> nice guy. Honestly. Nice guy, that Megor. I think he deserved Tiana. He deserved all the shit that she... I mean, he obviously was, like, deep in it with whatever witchy shit she was doing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then after that, he was like, well, I need an heir. So then came the Black Brides, um, mm-hmm. who were all widows. 
so there was Lady Jane Westerling, and then Eleanor Costain, who I believe was with someone else, and then he made her husband out to be a traitor, and then took her yes. for himself. Cerseo Bowling, a landed knight who had fought for the king in his last campaign against the poor fellows. Though only 19, Lady Eleanor had already given Bowling three sons when the king's eye fell upon her. Her youngest child was still at the breast when Ser Theo was arrested by the king's guard and charged with conspiring with Queen Alyssa to murder the king. Which I'm sure was complete bullshit. Yep. Um, I like that, you know, he just went after people who had children. Right, because it wasn't wasn't him. It wasn't him. No. It wasn't his undead sperm. (laughs) It wasn't the fact that he was a fucking corpse. Um... I'm notes, of... Jon Snow. Notes. Read your history books. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm just reminded of you constantly referring to Jon Snow as the shambling corpse of Jon Snow. <laughs> no, I want to call him the He's shambling, the shambling corpse, corpse of, of King Magor. Um, and then last, <laughs> last we had poor Reyna. I need Tar- to start a Twitter account. <laughs> poor Reyna Targaryen. Now that you know her brother Aegon was dead, he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna marry you too," and. She realized that she couldn't say no because she didn't want Megor to come on Balerion and like burn the entire Isle of Fair Isle to nothingness in the sea. So she got on her dragon and flew back. And then, of course, he had like all of the children there at the wedding so that the brides would behave. And then she- the way that it's written is like it didn't happen as soon as she thought it would. But it didn't take all that time. It was fine. <laughs> it's just like, ew. Um, but yes, yeah, so people thought that, that Raina was going to defy him. But then all of a sudden, uh, Tiana had found her children, Arya and Rayla, yeah. and brought them to the wedding. So then she had no choice but to say her vows. And then there's some cu- confusion as to whether he bedded them all in one night. Uh, I'm sure 13 year old oh, would be no like, way. yes, please. Um, Can you imagine? I hope Raina went last. Then at least she probably was like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for a short time, he had named uh, Arya as his heir. And he sent Rayla off to the Sept to train. And uh, Arya was, then... was actually heir twice. Because she was heir to um, Jaehaerys briefly as well. Um, but yeah, so then we had uh, Jane and Eleanor both had had children. They were Both were pregnant. And Jane's child... She, she delivered like three months early. And so, of course, it was... A miscarriage and ended up with dragon child number two and she died in childbirth lucky her yep um and then everyone talked about megor being cursed and tiana was like yep that was me i did it i'll take take the blame (laughs) and he was like well then let me cut out your heart with black fire so uh and then eleanor Costain obviously delivered dragon child number three. So poor child. It was pretty, but then, but then of course, Reyna got away again. Right. So pretty awesome. So then we had, 
so everybody was dead except for Eleanor and Reyna, and Jaharis came back with uh, Alyssa and um, Alisan and their dragons, and then Reyna, so Magor was meeting with his last few loyal people, which were not very many. A bunch of nobodies. Yes. And um, Reyna disappeared. I think it said they had 4,000 men between the between the lot of them. Something like that. Um, Reyna left, I think, like, the night before or something. And she took the sword. She took, <laughs> she took Blackfire. They already had Dark Sister, I believe. Um, right. She took Blackfire, said, like, from the king's scabbard as he slept and took her, her took her daughter as well and and rode to um and her dragon yeah rode to uh storm's end on dreamfire and yeah good for her bravo she she's awesome and then I like uh, her. eleanor costain of course found magor stabbed by the throne so like let's talk about that so mm-hmm there's people are like, oh, he might, he could have killed himself. That seems an awkward stance to do to yourself. <laughs> so, so he was, he, he was, his, his arms, his arms were slit from elbow to wrist, but then he was also impaled from the back on the, on the, the throne. This picture, by the way, is also hilarious. Oh, I know. Cause it's like, where is she standing? What? <laughs> It's like it's like if someone said, "Now pose like you're scared." <laughs> so I think it'd be really cool if it was Eleanor that killed him. See, yes, that's that's my personal headcanon, just because it's cool, just because like she's the last one. He's gonna be shitty to her. Yeah, he's got just, one. He's got a blade just... through his through his neck, and she just can't take it any fucking more. <laughs> and she just pushes him really hard. So, yes, it's either. And... It's either he killed himself. The Iron Throne is magical and killed him because he was unworthy. Uh, Queen Eleanor forced him onto the barbs of the throne herself, or the Kingsguard did it because they were like, "Fuck this." <laughs> yeah, because this guy sucks. It could have been the Kingsguard. Maybe it was all of them. Maybe they all helped. Maybe that would be good. Everyone just conspired to murder him because. But I just, they were I tired just, this it. illustration doesn't make sense because I just don't <laughs> feel like she'd be this upset. Maybe it's all for show. Oh, obviously, but you know, she's she's working on her. Her Wyman winning skills for the movie from our sponsor <laughs> message. Bringing it back around. Uh, Bringing it back. But yeah, so. That was the end of Megor the Cruel. I mean, it's that a was the end of Megor the Cruel. Him. I think enough for at least three seasons of a spinoff. What oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they could dragons start. Dragons fighting dragons. Large battles, the incest, is, intrigue, betrayal, the they magic. Could, they could start with just like the beginning of this chapter where Aegon is ruling and they could go through Aenys' reign to Magor and then Magor's reign. Yeah. Because yeah. you could just see Magor, you know, growing up. Oh, yeah. You could do a whole season of useless, yeah, I'm Magor. in exile in, in Valerion. <laughs> like, and everybody would be real mad. <laughs> <laughs> and like bored Bring and there might even us. be stone men oh gosh <laughs> um, yeah yeah well I, I i i thank you for letting me read this chapter and talk about it with you because this was also what we got to talk about when we did the uh all the targaryen kings fire. <laughs> all the targaryen kings There's... but this was like the guy 
and you know what's weird but in the world of ice and fire in the world of ice and fire it felt like raunchier (laughs) you know like there was just like the steady parade of wives and we were like whoa it must have been like such intrigue and then we read this version of it and it's like no it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) i mean still i want to watch it but also (laughs) terrible yeah no it's i I haven't looked at The World of Ice and Fire to see how similar it is to what we have in Fire and Blood. Because I, I mean, I assume there's more in this than there is in The World of Ice and Fire. Um, well, as I recall, I remember thinking it was a lot more salacious when he decided to marry Raina. Because oh. it was like, oh, they wanted to get married when she was a baby, but that didn't work out. But then he just waited until she was an adult and did it anyway. <laughs> That's true. And, and we were like, oh, that's gross. But it's, it's like way more like there's much more intrigue and betrayal and murder involved. <laughs> well, I mean, I you get to sort of know who she is a lot more in these chapters than you ever did in The World of Ice and Fire. Like you get to hear mm-hmm. about her, you know, from, as a child and she's, you know, she's this shy child who doesn't really you know, socialize with people. She's just, just, like, prefers to read her books. And then she starts writing Dreamfire, and then she sort of comes out of her shell a little bit. And then she's um, going on, like, the Royal Progresses, and she's, like, not happy until she has, like, her her favorite ladies brought to her. Because, I mean, she was definitely... Oh, yeah, that was a weird... That was a weird detail where she had, like, this parade of female companions. Well, I mean, she's definitely... I don't know if she's... And, like, later on, some of them are, like, fighting in wars for her, like, dressed up in armor. I don't know if she's bisexual or if she's actually a lesbian, but I just... I think she's interesting. Yeah. But there... Because... What was it? Was it Molly? Molly? Somebody with an M name was, like, the leader of her family's armor... or, Or army. Oh... Right. They all die. Yeah, they all die. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, when she's on Fair Isle in in the Jaharis chapter, she has like a whole little trio of women that attend her, that she hangs out with and completely ignores her beard of a husband. Um, and, uh, And one of them runs off with the dragon eggs that become Danny's dragon eggs. Which I think is interesting as well. But I like but I like getting to hear about like all the different children and stuff and that's it's something that I I like about you know this chapter and the Jaharis chapters because you get to hear all about the different Targaryen children, which is something that I don't know, there were so many of them. It's interesting <laughs> that they all just died out. Because they're all dumb. Well, they didn't die out. They killed each other. I know. (laughs) I know there were so many of them at one point, and then they're just all dead. They're all just all gone, except for that House Valerion. Telling you, Arian Waters. Let's let's toast to uh, to Arian Waters. To Arian Waters and the shambling corpse of King Jon Snow. No, Magor. <laughs> and the shambling Magor. corpse of Magor. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> John could to, learn a to few our things fallen from him. Heroes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, our, <laughs> to our fallen hero, shambling corpse of Magor Targaryen. Yep. Cool. Long may you reign in hell. 
All seven. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, on this on the pile of skulls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, terrible. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath. That Lord of the Crossing, and now the pie crusts cover his kin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his kin, revenge it tastes so sweet. This podcast is brought to you by Family Map. Are you your own brother? Are you marrying your mama? Consult the Family Map. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.